Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from co-pastor Elaine Lawton. This morning, I just want to stand before you and share with you some things about standing in your faith. I've received three confirmations that this word was the word I was to give. And the most recent one being this morning. So today I want to talk to you about standing. Are you going to stand for something? Are you going to stand for him? That's my question to you this morning. Or are you going to fall to anything? That's my question. Are you going to stand for something for him? Or are you going to fall for anything? My scripture title for this message is coming from 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It's a very common verse that a lot of us know. And it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, and, and, and my version says, for as much as, see, that's a connecting word, and we'll talk about that, but for as much as your labor will not be in vain. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you this morning that you are allowing me to stand before the people. Lord, I ask that you will use me, Lord. Father, I ask that the, the nerves will go away and that your Holy Spirit will rise up, Father, and that I will be able to deliver this word as you gave it to me. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the people, and I hope and pray that they have receptive ears, Lord, that this morning my words will be able to make a difference to somebody. I thank you, Father. I glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So when we were children or babies, we didn't have the capacity to walk on our own. We didn't have the ability because we didn't have the strength, A, number one, right? And we didn't know how to walk. We didn't have that foundation. Our legs weren't able to carry us at that time. We weren't mature. We had to grow into that maturity. So as Christians, see, we have to grow into the maturity of Christ. We have to learn how to stand for him. We have to learn how to stand as Christians in this world today. Amen? See, we must be in the word to have a clear understanding of what God has intended for us. If we're not in the word, we can't strengthen ourselves. We won't have the ability to stand because we won't have the foundation on which to stand. Amen. So because in today's society, and we know what today's society is like. See, we have a lot of Christians out there that say they're Christians, amen, but when it comes to certain things of the word, we kind of get a little lukewarm. 
well, I'm a Christian, but I think it's okay for a woman to do whatever she wants with her body so she can go abort a baby. Right? But that baby was a life. I'm a Christian, but it's okay if, you know, I want to go partying all night and then come up and go to church in the morning. Amen. I'm a Christian, but it's okay that you allow homosexuality in the, in the church. And what I mean by that is the word does not contribute to that. And pastors and churches are falling privy to that. So that's, that, that's the issue, saints. We have a world here that is allowing other things to take precedence over our lives. And we are not sticking to the word of God, which we are supposed to do to be able to stand fast, steadfast. Isn't that what the word says? To be able to stand steadfast so that we are immovable. Amen. We have pastors that are falling to uh, uh, adultery. We have pastors that are telling their congregations to do crazy things because this is what God told them to do. That's not following the word of God. So these churches are falling to culture. See, we, we, we allow, we look around and we see all these things in the world and we say, well, I can be like them so that I can minister to people. But let me tell you, saints, what's happening is you're not ministering to people. You are falling to the enemy. And the enemy is allowing you to water down your life. And you can walk around and say, I'm a Christian, but your life doesn't reflect Christianity. Your life does not reflect this word. And so what I wanted to do today was to provide you with some information that will help you to stand, to stand steadfast, to stand for God, not to, not to fall to the things that this world is placing before us. We have to be steadfast. We have to be immovable. You know, like, like okay, so when you join the Army or any military facet, when you join that facet or that armed force, Uncle Sam says, you're mine. That's right. <laughs> Those that have been there know when you sign that dotted line, <laughs> you can't turn around and walk away. Well, you can. <laughs> They'll be looking for you. <laughs> but when you do that, Uncle Sam says, you're mine. And what he expects from you is to stand on that line when the enemy is in front of you and to protect the United States of America. Amen? Amen? And if you don't, then you're going to have issues with the government. Well, when we give our lives to Christ, guess what? God owns us. He owns us. And what he asks us to do is to stand steadfast, to disciple his word, to be Christians that look like him. And the pay that he gives us is eternal life. Amen. So we get eternal life for giving our lives to God. We may have tribulations on this earth. 
And we're going to have tribulations on this earth. God didn't promise that we would not go through anything. He promised that he would take care of us. He promised that he would provide for us. He promised eternal life to us. But he didn't promise that there would not be trials or tribulations. See, the definition of stand is to remain erect, to maintain your position. The definition of steadfast is to be loyal, stable, faithful, and patient. You put those things together, and what I hear when I do that is that we are supposed to hold our position of faith and endure no matter what. Amen. See, that's God's promise. Therefore, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding. See, and when we do those things, there's a promise. That's your labor. All the things that we go through, all the tribulation, all the hell that we face every day. Loss of job, loss of life, loss of children, loss, just all the loss. We just lost everything. <laughs> but that loss comes with a promise. See, that's our labor, saints. All the things that we do for Christ, that's our labor. All the stuff that we go through and we still give him glory. Amen. That's our labor. And he promised us that it would not be in vain. And God's word cannot be wrong. Amen. So when certain situations befall us, you know, like sickness, what should we do? We should stand. Amen. We should hold our position of faith. We should stand erect. We should be immovable. What about death? What should we do? What about financial bankruptcy? What about family pressures? What about loss of life? What about job loss? As Christians, that's what we should be doing. We should be standing, standing, enduring, faithful patience. And sometimes we don't do that. We allow culture to take over. Or we're afraid. We don't speak up because we don't want to be looked at as the outsider. We don't want to be looked at as Jesus freaks. Well, some people don't. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, years ago, before I became a Jesus freak, <laughs> you know, my mom and I, and my mom's a Jesus freak now too, by the way, you know. I, 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 like, th I like that group. Amen. I like that group. But years ago, I was on the outer side, and I didn't like that group. And we would sit around, and we would tease because we thought everything they went through, all the stuff they were doing was ridiculous. We didn't understand 
what they were feeling. We didn't understand the relationship that they had with Christ. And, and apparently we didn't have it. <laughs> we thought we did. See, when people get saved, I mean gloriously saved, they're red hot for Jesus. But see, here's what happens sometimes. Sometimes many of us come to Jesus with a misunderstanding. We got a bad sales pitch. And that sales pitch was, you give your life to Christ and everything's going to be hunky-dory. That's a bad sales pitch. And see, and it doesn't have a return policy. Well, I can tell you something, saints. Life is better when we give ourselves to Christ. And you know why? Because we will have eternal life. See, eternal life, that's the promise. That's the promise. In John 10.10, and we all know, I don't know, those of covenant know who the thief is. (laughs) But the thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But here's what Jesus says. But I come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So see, it doesn't matter what life is trying to throw your way, saints. He said, I've got you. Amen. And, and, And so it says that he's going to give it to us abundantly. Abundant doesn't necessarily mean your bank account's going to be full. Abundant doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you desire is going to fall in your lap. Abundant doesn't mean you're, you're going to be uh, bl- uh, born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Abundant means he's going to give us life, an abundant life, eternal life. We have to learn to stand on that, saints. We've got to learn. So when I looked at this, Jesus did promise us peace, but he also promised us tribulation. If you look at John 16, he said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. See, that's we, we, that's why we go through the things we go through. He even said it. In the world, we will have tribulation. But he says this. Oh, saints, be of good cheer. <laughs> because he, and in this he says I, because it's coming from him, have overcome the world. So see, it doesn't matter what's going on. He's telling you in numerous situations, in numerous scriptures, that I've got you. I have overcome this, but there's, a, there's something you have got to do for me. And you have got, you know what you got to do for me? You got to stand. You can't let the, the tribulation and the turbulence of life knock you over, knock you off your path. You've got to stand. You've got to understand that what I have placed you here for is a purpose, and that purpose is to spread the gospel. 
You know what? You can't be afraid to talk to your friends. You can't be afraid to talk to people around you. You can't be afraid to talk to that person in the street. Somebody might not know Christ. And when they don't know Christ, it is our job. It is our responsibility to give them Christ. Amen. Amen. So, you know, sometimes they say, you give the word, they might not receive it. But somebody else will come around, and they'll give it again. See, they're watering it. That's putting that water on that seed. And then what happens? They accept Christ, and God gets the glory. Amen. So when I looked at this scripture, I saw three things. Three things that I just want to pull out. And these are instructions that I believe were given to us in this scripture. The first one is be steadfast. There are many words that are parallel with steadfast. A couple of them, persevere, endure. The bottom line is that we have to continue reaching and pressing toward the mark. See, that, that's, what, that's what's steadfast. We have to, be, you know, persevere. We have to endure. And through all of that, we got to keep pressing towards the mark. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season... In due season, that might not be today, saints. And it might not be tomorrow. See, his season and his time is not ours. What we think should happen right now when we do our praying and we say, oh, God, please, and we expect, boom, the answers to manifest. But no, the word says in due season. What do we have to do in the meantime? Amen. So while we are waiting for that due season, we are required to stand, to be steadfast. See, in Ephesians, Paul talks about putting on the full armor of God. We've had many sermons talking about the full armor, and I'm not here to talk about the armor. But what I am here to talk about is it says that when we do that, it's so that we will be able to stand. Amen. So see, all of this ties together. We can't do one without the other. We should not allow circumstances to change our minds or to throw us off our path. So the first thing is be steadfast. The second is to be unmovable. We are to be firmly persistent. I'm going to give you another word for that. Stubborn. And most of us probably practice that very well. (laughs) Stubborn. It is good to be stubborn when we're talking about God. It may not be good to be stubborn when we are not talking about God. Stubbornness can create hardships. (laughs) Stubbornness can create soft behinds. 
even in Christ. Because when we don't do and we are not obedient to what he is telling us to do, he knows how to spank us, amen, and shape and put us in, in check so that we can get right back on that right path. Amen. So <laughs> we have to pay attention to what God is telling us. We have to be stubborn in our convictions. That means that we have to be steadfast and firmly planted and be able to share our convictions without wavering. See, we, we can't waver. We need to be stubborn in our church attendance. Ooh. Boy, I'm missing it. You know, actually, the people that need to hear this, the seats are empty. Stubborn. We need to be stubborn in our giving. We need to be stubborn in our loving. We need to be stubborn in our sharing. These are all the things that God requires of us in order for us to be Christ-like, in order for us to be good Christians. Amen? See, the enemy is going to throw any and everything at you. And he's going to get you where he knows you're weakest. For me, it was throwing men that, in my way, that I thought cared for me. See, that, that, was, that was his lure for me. I don't know what his lure is for you. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be money. It could be sex. It could be many things. But whatever that thing is, he will throw it at you. He'll find that spot. You know, I don't care what armor you got on. If your neck is exposed, he'll get your neck. If your ankle's exposed, he'll get your ankle. See, he'll knock you down, and then he'll beat you up. If your hand's exposed, he'll get your hand. See, he'll do anything he can to keep you from worshiping God. He'll do anything he can to keep you from sharing God. He'll do anything he can to keep you from walking and living like God. Amen. But we have to be immovable, saints. We can't let the enemy do that to us. We've got to stand for him. We've got to stay in this word. We've got to pray. We've got to fast. We have to do all the things that the word tells us to do in order to protect ourselves. And in order for us to stand strong and to be unmovable. My first point was what? Be steadfast. My second point. And the third point. Always abounding. The strong concordance refers to this as being preeminent to excel. Now, you know, we always talk about that we want to do things in excellence. See, that's what abounding means is, to, is, is like overflowing. See, a lot of people look at abounding as like we just, everything's just running over, right? But if you look at it from the context of excelling, it might put a different spin on it for you. 
Christ was excellent in everything he did for us. He even went to the cross in an excellent way. He hung there. He allowed them to whip him, to spit on him, to kick him, all of those things, and he never said a murmuring word. He died in excellence. See, I can tell you, if somebody hit me, I'm not going to be excellent. If somebody spit on me, I'm going to be excellent because I'm going to be an excellent spitter. <laughs> See, my husband has been trying to teach me how to do it, but I, I'm not good at it. But um, <laughs> the point is, I'm going to be excellent, but it won't be excellent in the way it's supposed to be. Amen. <laughs> but as Christians, we should do everything in excellence. So if you work at McDonald's, you need to be an excellent hamburger cooker. Amen? You ought to be able to flip hamburgers excellently. If you're a wife or a mother, then you need to be the best you can be. See, the word refers to us as help meets. And we ought to do the very best to be the very best meat. Now, y'all can take that any way you want. Yeah, that was M-E-E, not M-E-A. But you can take it however you want. You need to be the best meat you can be. If we get, yeah, it's your anniversary, chill out. If we give... 100%, 100% of 100% is a whole. You know that song, 99 and a half won't do? It won't do. So we have got to be the best that we can be. We've got to excel as Christians in everything that we put our, our hands to. We need to excel as Christians in being steadfast and being immovable and allowing our spirit, our spirit man, to, to reach out to others. We need to be that light in that dark world. We need to excel. Our spirit should be an excellent spirit. Somebody should feel that. When they walk in the room, they should be able to walk into a room and you're there and they walk into the room and they say, oh my God, there's something different in this room. I don't know what it is. It must be you. And they don't know what it is, especially if they don't know God. You know, what's interesting to me is that as Christians, we'll go on about our lives. And sometimes I know we get a little, I won't say lost, but I will say loose. We, okay, we get a little loose. And, we all, and we, we're good to call on God. We're good to call on the pastor. We're good to call that saint that we think is going to be a good prayer warrior when things are bad. 
Well, first of all, I tell you, can't you pray for yourself? But, you know, I understand you want the pastor. And people who don't know God or who say they don't believe in God, I don't know what happens, but at those times they call on him too. <laughs> and I wonder, why are you calling on somebody you don't believe in? What can he do for you? I just want to tell you, saints, I don't want to be that one that I call on him and he does nothing for me. I want to be that one that when he looks, when it comes time for me to leave this earth, that my spirit stands there and he says, well done. Enter into. I want to be the one that he welcomes with open arms. I want to see my daddy again because I know that's where he is. So point number one was be steadfast. Instruction number two was be immovable. And instruction number three was to abound. Now, if we follow these instructions, according to my Bible, it says, for as much as. See, for as much as is a conjunction. And what it does, a conjunction, it ties one part of the sentence to the other part of the sentence. So what happens here is, if we just said, therefore, my brother, my beloved, my, my beloved brother, be steadfast and movable and always abounding, and we stop there, we don't get the promise. And when you're reading this as a Christian, and, and you're trying to understand, and you're trying to get a better understanding of God's word, and you're trying to, to be able to, to extract something out of this, well, I mean, it tells me to do this, but, but, but why? The why is for as much as knowing. See, it's connecting the instruction with the promise. For as much as knowing that your labor will not, not, he didn't say your labor may not. He didn't say your labor might not. He says so that it will not be in vain. See, if we look at, uh, go up to verse 50 in 1 Corinthians 15, and we step, we step back a little bit, it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In my, in my Bible, it said transformed. See, transformed means that we are changing. We're getting a renewing of our minds. This, this fleshly body is changing. It, the, the, the spirit man is, is being renewed. Amen. So that is what that tells me. It says we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for all the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, 
and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying that is written. And this is what I was trying to get to. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? See, I stand in victory. Hallelujah. See, hell has no victory for me. Hell should have no victory for you. Amen. See, death should have no sting. I, I, there was, I used to be afraid to die. But saints, when I look around and I see what's going on today in this world, death would actually be welcomed. <laughs> because I know now whose I am. I know what I am. And I know where I'm going. The word is clear, saints. It gives us great instruction on how we're to live our lives to receive our greatest reward. We need to follow the commands of Paul when he says, therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. See, we have to do it in excellence. That's what he's telling us. Allow others to see the Christ in you. Allow the promise of your labor not to be in vain. So I ask you this morning, saints, Are you going to stand for him? If you're going to stand for him, stand. If you're not going to stand for him, don't stand. Because I want to know, are you going to stand for him? Or are you going to fall for anything? There's a lot of pitfalls out there. There's a lot of bumps in the road. He knows that. Everybody in this room stood. So what that tells me is that you want to be victorious. You want to be a Christian, an upright Christian, a Christian who stands for Christ, a, a, a man and woman of God who will not let the winds and turbulence of this life knock you down. He said something this morning about weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. He spoke one time about a palm tree. See, those winds will come, and that palm tree will sway with the winds, but that palm tree doesn't fall. It might end up a little crooked. Guess what, saints? Some of the stuff you go through, you might end up looking a little crooked. You may not be able to walk like you used to. You may not be able to, to run like you used to. You might not be able to stand like you used to, but as long as you stand firm, See, God said he'll honor that. Yeah. Amen. So the choice is up to you. Now, we might have some issues in our life sometimes, and, and, and you know, it, it gets hard sometimes. Sometimes it's just a whole lot easier to throw up your hands and to say, God, I just can't do this anymore. 
A lot of people do it in marriage. A lot of people do it on jobs. They just throw up their hands, I can't do it anymore. But I, I, I tell you, saints, don't throw up your hands. Don't forsake God. Don't forsake him because he will never, ever, 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 ever forsake you. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.